Nation to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to show number 86. I have a question for you fans out there right now. Are you ready for some football? I'm ready for some football. Listen up right now. Due to the gracious, and I mean most gracious and most awesome Raiderness of a particular Raider fan here in the Bay Area, you have an opportunity to go to each and every home game for the Oakland Raiders at the McAfee Coliseum for free, including two games, two preseason games. Thanks to the generosity of the true Raider fan, absolutely, without a doubt, he's giving away two season tickets to each of the eight regular season games, including two preseason games. I wanted to repeat that so that you didn't have to rewind it and listen to it again. It is his desire to give a misplaced Raider fan the opportunity to experience the Raider Nation at the Oakland Coliseum. Where else could you experience the throng? The crowd, the barbecues, the raiderness. It's awesome. If you haven't been there, here's your opportunity. All you need is to find transportation from wherever you may be to the Coliseum two hours before game time. Pick up your tickets at the Raider Nation podcast. Details will be available on our website. Uh, The preseason games, we're going to eliminate the 500-mile limit. You have to be 500 miles or further for the tickets to the regular season however the preseason we're going to let anybody uh, enter the contest details will be listed on the radio nation podcast website so check it out and let me just add you'll definitely get have to get your freak on and put your freak on there on the frapper map get your freak on i'm telling you put the paint on get the war paint get the 15 skulls going get the spikes whatever you got going on whatever you're going to wear to the game Get it on there. You don't have to be super freaky. However, it's nice to see the nation in those pictures. I know you guys like it because I sure do. You also can send me an MP3 file or a video, or you can go on to the Raider Nation podcast comment section and tell the Raider Nation podcast why you should be chosen for the 2006 Raider free season tickets. One pair of tickets per winner per game. There you go. So check it out. I think this is an awesome gesture. I'm so proud to be able to offer free tickets to any Raider fan that can get their butt over here to Oakland and see a game. We're going to do it right now. This is the opening salvo for the first preseason game, August 20th at 5 p.m. at the McAfee Coliseum. We are playing the hated Bay Area rival 49ers, or as we like to say, the 40 Winers. Because they have such whiny fans. And anytime you can get sushi at a ballpark, that's just too much. That's not how it is at the Coliseum. So check it out. You guys got to check it out. If you got to replay this over and over again, if you have any questions, please go ahead and email RaiderNationPodcast.com, RaiderGreg at RaiderNationPodcast.com, and we will get to you those answers. Other than that, you can read the rules and regulations on the webpage. And I'm just jazzed. I'm jacked up. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. 
With a Check it out, man. Free tickets. So if you're in Idaho or Iowa, Nebraska or New Orleans, doesn't matter. If you're a Raider fan and you can make it here and get your own transportation and lodging, you can see your Oakland Raiders. And these tickets aren't up in Mount Davis. They are very good seats. And I'll tell you right now, you will not, I repeat, not be disappointed. Well, let's get on to today's show, shall we? Quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Archell says, who will start at the right? We're going to talk about a lineman that got the start. Yes, siree, you can guess his name, but you'll know it when I say it. And, of course, we're going to talk about Chris Carr. He is so fearless. You all remember him last season. It was incredible the way, the way that young man ran. We're going to talk a little about the, about the Chargers, who might be moving to L.A. Boy, isn't that great? I'm sure their fans will get all emotional. They might do something crazy, like forget their suntan lotion on their way to the beach. Perhaps forget their Birkenstocks or their corduroys, whatever. That's for you, Charger Ray, the OPB drinking guy. That's right. And that comes from the Nil Billy Boy. We'll have some shout-outs, of course. We'll go right to the Frapper map. So that's our show. That's the lineup. And that's where we're going with this. Let's talk about the Chargers because that's our first home game of the season. We're going to be talking about... It's time for the Chargers to hit L.A. And I love this guy, Greg Patton. He wrote the story for the Scripps News, which is in San Diego. Sean Merriman and Louis Costello are heading to L.A. to promote the Chargers, or bolts without nuts, as I like to call them, for their upcoming season. They plan to go there and try to hijack some Los Angeles fans and some even all as far north as Santa Barbara. I have to say this, that they're in... Raider Nation territory. They're going to try to pull some Raider fans and get some interest in Los Angeles to come down to San Diego. They already have a pretty good big group of fans in San Bernardino County and Riverside County, which are calling them theirs after the Los Angeles Raiders left the area. Now, I know there's a bunch of Raider fans that are starving for football, but please, I know they're not jumping ship for those crappy bolts. I will say this, the San Diego Chargers have been whining like babies about a new coliseum or a new stadium in San Diego and have no ears to listen. The administration is $10 million in the hole. There's no possible way they can come up with money from the city to pay for the project. They're trying for private donations. It looks like a flat, dead horse to me. So they're threatening to go to Los Angeles, but I don't know why. They'll go to Los Angeles for nothing. They'll go to Los Angeles, which will be good for one reason. If they move to Los Angeles, the best thing that could possibly happen is it won't be quite as far as drive for the Raider fans to go and see their Oakland Raiders that are living in the Los Angeles area. I think that's a great thing. And unless they have to pay for that crappy stadium for those guys, I can see no other advantage. However, that's just a, a key into what San Diego's doing. Uh, they're in a little bit of a turmoil situation with their new quarterback. We'll see. The other thing that San Diego has done, they haven't done anything about signing their rookies. Classically, San Diego rookies missed their first week of training camp due to the lack of a signed contract. Well, that's because they can pressure their players into getting less money and backloaded contracts. 
Well, that's not how Al Davis works. He pays the man. He pays the man his money, and we move on to play football. That's one of the great things about our owner, Al Davis. He takes great care of his players, and I'll tell you what, it's always been that way. You can ask John Vela, you can ask Art Shell, and uh, I'll tell you what, you'll get an honest answer. Uh, something simple as uh, early in the NFL, Al Davis used to buy the entire plane out so that each player would have a seat between each other that was empty. We're talking about an alignment of 340 pounds. That makes a huge difference on your comfort when you're flying in a plane for six and a half hours. Al Davis, an innovator, yes again, made his players comfortable for those long trips. And any advantage Al can get, he's going to take it, even if it costs him a little bit of money. He don't mind spending money on the players, and that's one of those reasons I love Al Davis. And no, I'm not going to cut my lips off and glue it to his ass. Yeah, you know, the San Diego Chargers have uh, Charger Ray. Let me go ahead and uh, <clears throat> tell everybody about Charger Ray. He's a podcaster and a blogger for the Bolts. He is at BoltTalk.com. I'm sure that he would love to hear from any of the Oakland Raider fans. Please, if you have the time or the inclination, go ahead and visit BoltTalk.com. Tell him you're a Raider fan and tell him that the Chargers suck. And he can... Uh, thank me, Raider Greg, from the Raider Nation podcast, because I regularly go on and call him out, although he hasn't come out. Maybe he's afraid. Okay, here we go. Next story. Ladies and gentlemen, from hell. Chris Carr, man, awesome, awesome player. I'm sure all of you Raider fans know when he came on the scene, it was like, boom, booyah, more like it, because he was like a rocket on the field. I couldn't believe how quick, how fast his kid was, and most of all, fearless to an end. This kid is fast. Uh, drafted as a cornerback for the Oakland Raiders, he's played special teams last season, his first year. And he's nicknamed the self-proclaimed Fast Car. The Boise, Boise State alumni returned 107 balls for the silver and black as a rookie last season. So there you go. Running at full speed, head forward, Carr frequently disappeared into the mass of mixed jerseys to appear 24 yards from where the ball was <clears throat> fielded. As one of the few spots of excitement on the Oakland's field, uh, Chris Carr seemingly appeared out of nowhere early in the season, taking both kickoff and punt return duties for a complete 16-game set. So he played the whole season. That's a lot to say for a rookie. At season's end, the rookie defensive back was a primary contributor to special teams unit that ranked in the top third of the NFL in average kick return yardage. With Carr... Omitted from the equation, in 2004, the Raiders ranked an abysmal 25th in the NFL category. And you all remember that season. Just over 20 yards per return. Additionally, uh, on the year, Oakland's 1,832 kick return yards was good for the league's third highest. Accounting for 1,752 of those yards was 23-year-old Carr who handled 72 of the team's 80 regular season reps. That's pretty awesome. This kid has got guts, let me tell you. If you haven't noticed, he is, he is just like a bullet, man. Sitting back on punts, 5'10", 180-pound car was equally as gallant. 
The undrafted rookie was the last NFL return man to raise his hand when the ball still in the air, waiting all the way until week eight to call for a fair catch. In all, Carr finished the regular season with 73 kickoff returns for 1,752 yards and two over 40-yard mark, as long as 63 yards, and I remember that game. On punts, he was expectedly lower, handling 34 returns for 186 yards and a long of 34. Most noteworthy, however, was his first-year play total just had two lost fumbles, despite handling 107 balls from relatively challenging position. Well, hell yeah, it's a challenging position. You have that defense coming right at you at full speed while you're trying to concentrate on catch a ball while someone's ready to run their face right down your throat. So, no shit, it's a tough position to be in. And Chris Carr was a diamond, and I hope they keep him healthy because he needs to be the man again this season. I look forward to Chris Carr, as the rest of the Raider Nation does, because you know he hasn't lost his spot in the lineup. No doubt. Okay, let's see now what we got going on here. Once again, let me remind you, man, we got them free tickets now. Don't delay. Do not delay because if you delay, you're going to get D out of the, the running for these tickets. We got the first set of tickets up right now. Don't forget, get your face on the Frapper map. Once again, let me remind you to comment why you deserve the tickets in the first place. Send them to RedNationPodcast.com. You can go to the comments section or you can send us an MP3 or you can also send a video on why you should be chosen to go to a free game this season. Okay. Shell Tabs rookie as initial starter at guard. This is by staff writer Bill Soliday. Third round pick Paul McQuiston, who lined up at left tackle his past 42 games at Weber State, has shown enough to rank as number one right guard ahead of veteran Brad Badger. Second-round selection Thomas Howard, a strong slide linebacker at UTEP in his first two seasons, also has a new assignment, right-side linebacker or weak-side position. We're not sure. Kirk Morrison, who started at weak-side as a rookie last year, is now playing middle linebacker with the third-round veteran Sam Williams on the strong outside. That seems to be what uh, Shell's going to do. Danny Clark, although an integral part of his football team, Shell said, we are looking at players. Nothing is etched in stone. We don't know where we'll end up for sure, but as long as we're going through it, we got to check it out. Because Danny Clark, who's led the team in tactile, is not currently considered a starter, but that's training camp, and that's where we are. Danny Clark did a good job with most tackles last season, but we got these young kids in there. we got to see what they're doing. Shell also confirmed that Aaron Brooks will be the starting quarterback going into the season, into camp. Now, Brooks is going in as number one, but he also said in a recent article that Brooks is not the man. He's not assigned fully to it yet. It's not going to be his position, and we can't count anyone out. That means Walter will certainly have an opportunity to show himself, which I hope he does, because that will bring Brooks's game right up. Now, I know Brooks has had a bad rap. A lot of people are saying bad stuff about him. You know how I feel, Radio Nation, that I think Aaron Brooks can take us to the promised land. And I think he's a great quarterback. We should give him a chance. 
He has all the possibilities. He has the passion, which I think is the most important to make it happen. You know he's got the talent. He's done it before. He just needs to be nurtured, just like we do here in Oakland. The one unit that Shell was less candid about was a secondary. Huff, a safety, has not yet been anointed as a starter. So Huff needs some work. They already knew that his technique was a little weak when he got started. I'm not surprised. Uh, all this talk about Huff, and I was a little huffy about the Huff choice. However, you know what? They told him that he could do anything back there. Uh, I think his technique is a little bit weak, and thus the pick I didn't think was the best. However, we'll see what happens. McQuiston is happening. McQuiston ascension to starting right guard has been in the making for weeks. The six foot six, three hundred and twelve pounder, Huya, was credited with sixty knockdown blocks and eight touchdown resulting blocks last season for Reber State, has made an impression on the Raiders from the time he first saw uh, they first saw his aggressive style on film. This guy is a real deal. Raider Take has it. Sean from Raider Take has a great section, and he puts it out. Uh, he's going to be putting out stories about McQuiston the rest of the season. So check out Sean's RaiderTake.com. You have to because because you have to. And uh, let me just tell you, that's the way it is. Now let's see. The Raiders cut four players. Linebacker Roger Cooper, defensive end Jeff Green, linebacker Sean Morgan, and guard Cameron Spikes. There you go. The Raiders also announced a interactive game day area for young fans called the Raider Rookie Zone with blow-up stuff and jumpy toys and things for the kids to do. I think it's a good thing, kicking the ball, passing the ball, get some coaching tips in there. It's good for the Raider Nation. It's good for the kids, I think, anyway. I know my kids will be showing up there. Okay, here's a little kind of a, <clears throat> a Raiders wrap-up. Camp objectives. Most of the fans and media will focus on the Raiders camp will be on the quarterback position where Aaron Brooks from the Saints and second-year pro Andrew Walter are competing to replace Kerry Collins. But new head coach Art Shell is likely to be just as just concerned with the defensive side of the football where the Raiders struggled mildly last season. And I'm going to tell you, that whole statement about the Raiders struggling mightily last season on the defense is horseshit. And the reason it's horseshit is because the defense struggled because the offense went three and out every goddamn time. And that's frustrating, and you hear the frustration in my voice. I'm sick and tired of that defense, of the offense uh, getting away with, oh, oh, you know, they, they just had some injuries, and the defense getting slammed for a lousy season. Yes, their ranking was poor, but they didn't have any help. You can't play defense all, the, all day. And that's just what was happening to our defense. They came up in big situations that gave the offense many, many opportunities last season to make something happen. The offense dropped the ball. That's plain and simple. I'm staying on that one for sure. Our defense should be 10 times improved this season because I don't believe our offense will be taking that three-and-out route that Tin Man make us, made us go into last season. Of course, the defense will be a switching to a full-time 4-3. I believe that, like I believe pigs can fly. Linebacker position uh, with rookie Thomas Howard from U UTEP is expected to step into the lineup and includes a second-year pro, Kirk Morrison, the strong side of the underrated, okay, Danny Clark in the middle. The reason Danny Clark was underrated, he didn't have any help on the outside. You can't catch all the flies, let me tell you. you got to have other people out there helping you. you got to get out there. You can't catch everybody when you're trying to make it happen. Morrison was a great thing last year. Danny Clark and him teamed up with some great moves, but we also had a hole in the line. So 
Let's just look at the defense. Give those guys a break. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Mob Ryan, or Rob Ryan, however you want to call him, is a great coach. He's shown major improvement, and I think this season might be his breakout season. Let's see some of that nasty defense. And like I said before, if you're going to make a penalty, make them bleed for it. That's what I say. Make them bleed hard for it. That's right, man. I'm not messing around. You know what? I think the Raiders, if they're going to get back to the nasty, that's fine. Let those zebra assholes throw that flag. They're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway. Okay? So if they're going to do it anyway, let me tell you, let us make them pay, and I mean pay. Okay, here we go to Raider Nation podcast comments section. Raiders 46, he comes in with a comment, what's with the music? <laughs> I love this one. First of all, Frederick Gag, let me say unequivocally that your podcast has the highest quality of any non-major network podcast and better than some major network podcasts. Thank you very much. Uh, your keen insight and smooth delivery are something I look forward to every week. Well, I don't know about the smooth delivery, brother, but I certainly try. <laughs> But, dude, what's up with the porno bumper music? I think that's funny. Uh, the first time I heard it, it's a good thing I was out jogging elsewhere. I have sworn someone had popped a tape into the VCR. I've gotten used to it, but I would have expected maybe some NFL stuff. And the reason we'll do that, the autumn wind, we try to stay away from stuff like that because, you know, it's a copyright. We, we don't have copyright. Believe me, I've called, I've sent emails, I've tried to get copyright approval, but, you know, these people don't answer anything. But he has to share a funny story. My wife and kids were driving back from Florida, and I had the Raider Nation podcast on the iPod shuffle. When she she hears the music during the transition, she looked at me. <laughs> kind of like my first reaction. And then uh, she was relieved when I continued uh, to talk about the Raiders instead of excusing myself to answer the door for pizza delivery gal. That's pretty funny. Um Talking about a porno movie. Well, we're trying to work on the music just because you said that, Raider 46. We're working on the music right now. Raider Randy got a little emotional. <laughs> I laughed. It's funny, and I agree with you. We're going to put some hard stomping crap in there right now. Because it's Raider season. we got to get people pumped up and i believe it but seriously keep up the great podcast uh, i'll admit it i've stated my doubts about the upcoming season but you get me jacked up every week with optimism for the future long live al davis go raiders peace out raiders 46 right on man good fan good thing right on this is from rick wilson anticipation he says is everyone out there freaking out just waiting for season to start I'm freaking out. I'm telling you that right now. I feel like one of those old ladies in the Southwest airline commercials just waiting to bust out. I stopped at the store on the way home today to pick up some bread and milk. And what does the young pimple-faced geek behind the counter have on? A freaking Chargers Tomlinson authentic blue jersey. Ugh. I asked him if he ever tasted Rand before. He gave me a puzzled and perplexed look and said no. 
I said, you should try wearing that jersey to opening night at the Coliseum this year, and we'll show you how it tastes. <laughs> he got all quiet and just rang me up. Must have been uh, intimidated by my Raider polo. Right on, brother. Because he said, have a nice day, sir. Typical puss-like Chargers bandwagon fan. He'll be wearing a T.O. Roethlisberger jersey, I'm sure. What a damn poser. For those of you who don't know, I was raised up in Southern California and used to watch the Raiders come down and kick Air Coriel in the ass every year. Raiders for life. Yeah, it wasn't. It was that's for sure. And because we, we kept him out of the the AFC title game every time, the guys were trying to make a push, and the Raiders would knock them out. That's why I love about San Diego. They have been our doormats for years, and they're coming on strong now. But hey, man, you know, don't say a thing unless you got that bling. That's what I tell those Charger fans. Don't say a thing till you got that bling. Raider Six comes back in. Oh, he's talking about a story about uh, that was written by Vic Carucci. Okay, he talks about a marginally improved defense with Huff and Howard. He's going about Andrew Waters' possibilities. He also comments about the four teams. Of you know, this is the take on the AFC. His AFC callout. This is I. And you know what? I'm going to just read you my reply to this because this guy goes over the AFC West and uh, he talks about how the Raiders have a new coach and it's a work in progress. The hard notes coach should be result in a noticeable improvement, but it won't be enough uh, to keep the team in the hunt. Um, and you know what I say? I say this. Raider Greg says, these young upstarts, and I'm talking about the, the guy who wrote the article, these young upstart media rookies always pop off way before the season. These same FNGs, if you don't know what that means, it's fucking new guys, come in with some theory about the how the season is to come, and all have fallen far short of being close. I will, however, talk about this on my 86 show. Stay tuned, and that's what I'm talking about right now because – this guy came way short, like all the prognosticators in the NFL, and <laughs> what do you expect? And here's from Rick Wilson, Raider Rick. He comes in with Carucci. What do you expect from a writer? That's right. Check it out. Check out his bio. He's a freaking writer, not an analyst. Note that he has not worked for the NFL, though he has a piece on the NFL.com. Do not confuse the two. I compare his advice as if I were to take and let a vegetarian operate on my head, opposed to a surgeon. <laughs> He's a misguided piss pump that was probably dressed up as a girl when he was a child and forced to play with Barbie dolls. He is one of the same idiots that never gives Al Davis any credit. Right on, Raider Rick, baby! I believe it, man. He's This is it. Like I said, the preseason, you get all these prognosticators that go on about how... They know what's going to happen in the NFL, and blah, 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 and the Raiders always suck. Well, guess what? Not all writers say that. But I have to say this. I have to interject this little piece. Ray Ratto is back in his ugliness. This guy must have been dressed up as a girl when he was growing up. He's a writer for the San Francisco Chronicle sports section, and he hates the Raiders. He's been a hater forever, but he hates the Giants too. He hates Barry Bonds. I don't know why this idiot has a job. He's capping on everybody. You know the A's getting in, ain't getting any love. When Boston lost the series, uh, 
the A's took three to one uh, against Boston, it was because Boston was playing poorly. I love to read his crap just to get a good laugh. Okay. Now, I, this is a shout-out. I don't want to shout-out right now to Nil Billy Boy. You got to get in here to this post, man. Nil Billy, get into the Raider Nation podcast post, site, comments, forum, brother. We're missing you. Assassin, come on back, brother. Got to get some things going on in here. Got to do it. This is also a shout-out to Raider Randy. Have a great trip on your way to Hawaii. I wish I was going, brother, but I got to stay here and keep the fort down. Randy says we might be able to do the podcast from Hawaii. We'll see. We might check it out. He might be able to fix us there. We got a frapper. Feature frapper member of the day is Curtis Rose from Norman, Oklahoma. Curtis, you got your name on there. Now write us write us a reason why you should come to the Raiders game and win yourself two free tickets. Get someone to give you a trip out here to Oakland, and you got yourself a seat. Good seats too, man. I'm going to tell you right now. All you people, get on that Frapper map, and if you've already been on the Frapper map and you got a picture on there, go ahead and sign up, man. You could definitely win. There might not be that many people taking this challenge, and I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. Raider Chris, that's in uh, Denver, you got to get on out here. Matt, get your folks to, to get you on out here because um, you can come here from Arizona. Get on out here. Now, we need to see Raider fan mugs on the Raider Nation podcast. Michael Y. from Portland, get your Raider freak on. All you guys, get your Raider freak. We want to see you. Don't forget the contest. Read the rules and regulations. Randy, have a great trip. This is Raider Greg. I am hotter than shit right now. It's burning up in Northern California. I got to hit the water. Raider Nation, hang in there. The season is almost here. Don't forget those tickets. If you want them, you got to work for them, baby. Love to see you. Can't wait to see you at the first tailgate. We're going down the line. We're getting down close to the line. Touchdown. First season. Can you wait for those immortal words? Touchdown, Raiders! This is Raider Greg. Pumped up, ready to roll. I am out. Out.